AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. can't see the thing around it. Okay. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Hand Me My Purse, the podcast. I am Mimi Walker, and I will be your forever host each and every single time you tune into this podcast. So go ahead and get comfortable. Get yourself a glass of your favorite beverage, whether that's alkaline water, red Kool-Aid, a hot cup of tea with honey, a glass of Cabernet Sauvignon, or Hennessy, and light yourself a candle, some incense, or burn some sage, and just get ready to chill out and have a good time. What's up, friends and kin? It is none other than Mimi, resident Auntie Supreme here at Hand Me My Purse, the podcast. And today I'm sipping on water just as I was last episode because sis is trying to incorporate one gallon of water a day. However, for the episode, the meat of the episode, um, I had a drink and I talk about it once we get to the main discussion or the conversation with my guests. And you will hear what I was drinking on the evening when we had that conversation. Just sipping on some water, nothing fancy, nothing special. This is a major show. This is the season finale uh, for my inaugural season. Yes, I'm saying inaugural again. My inaugural season of my podcast. This is the, the end of season one. I did a thing. I started a thing. And now I'm closing a chapter of that thing. And I'm ready to move on to the next chapter. And I just want to say thank you. Uh, for joining me on this journey and I hope you really enjoyed today's episode it's 
pretty amazing, I would have to say myself. So sit back, relax, get whatever it is you're drinking and get ready to join us as we take a journey and recap season one. So friends and kin, for today's jam, I wasn't really sure what I was going to do as usual, but then I thought about it and I figured I wanted, because it was the finale, I wanted to have a song that really showcased like where I am right now and how I'm feeling about the close of my first season of having a podcast. And I went to a cultural icon, a black cultural icon, I should say, and basically a national treasure in the black community. And that is none other than Frankie Beverly and the band Maze. And no, it's not before I let go. It is actually the song Happy Feelings. So I chose this song because that is really where I am right now. Like seriously, like this song, if hand me my purse, at the end of season one, had a song to describe how I, Mimi, is feeling about what I have put out into the world, it is happy feelings. First of all, Frankie Beverly and Mays, like if you don't know who they are, please stop listening to this actually and go listen to the song Happy Feelings and download their greatest hits so that you can become acquainted with the musical genius that comes out of the stereo or whatever you're listening to. Listen to it in your car. Listen to it when you're taking a bath. Listen to it when you're mowing your lawn. Just listen to it. Of course, this song is going to be added to the Hand Me My Purse podcast playlist, which you can find on Spotify. And shout out to all of you who listen and who follow and or subscribe to the playlist. It's pretty amazing. I chose this song. I'm going to just read the lyrics very briefly. The lyrics are as follows. Happy feelings in the air, touching people everywhere. Plenty love and everything. Listen to the people sing. I got myself to remind me of love, my mind and my heart. I believe in above. These happy feelings, I'll spread them all over the world. From deep in my soul, I wish you happy feelings. I've seen the light. Watch them shine down on me. I'm going to spread my wings. I'm going to tell all I see. These happy feelings, I spread them all over the world. From deep in my soul, I wish you happy feelings. Listen, it's a situation. It's a real life situation, too. I'm telling you, that is where I am. And the cover that I found, I figured that I would end the season with a good cover because y'all know sometimes the covers that I be getting maybe a little bit janky I ain't I'm, I'm the first one to say it sometimes the covers be you know like come on sis like what is this about but sometimes it's hard to find these covers oh no not this one this is a cover by a guy his name is Sean Sounds on YouTube and of course I will link the cover in the show notes go check him out he does covers of lots of songs this brother has a beautiful voice and he has a beautiful voice live so please go check him out and let's sit back and listen to his cover of Frankie Beverly and Maze's Happy Feelings Hey! 
Now let's get into the show. So friends and kin, when it was time to try and figure out what I wanted to do for my season one finale, I kept hitting a wall. I could not get past this whole COVID pandemic and not being able to have some kind of party or event for my listeners and with my listeners. And I was kind of just stuck there. So, you know, I talked to people about it and, you know, nothing kind of like jumped out at me. And I was talking to who else? None other than my little cousin, Lindsay, you know, episode number three, hot girl summer, Lindsay. And she suggested that I host a Zoom call for my finale. This is why it's good to keep young people around because they know things that we don't know. And I just thought to myself, you know, wow, this kid is like a whole genius. And I ran with the thought and I ran and I ran and I ran. And when thinking about who would join me, I knew I wanted to be uh, surrounded by people who were supportive and outwardly supportive of me in ways that I never really expected um, them to be who people who kind of showed up and I wanted it to feel as close to an actual event or soiree, if you will, to celebrate the closing of my first season. So I also knew that I wanted those people to be the people who held me accountable, the people who helped me grow as I embarked on this journey or as I've navigated through this journey. And they were also the people that I knew that I could count on to show up. And that, like I said, always let me know how much they loved hand me my purse. And and that doesn't mean that they're the only people in the world who love me hand me my purse, because clearly they're not. Um, but I knew that they did. You know what I mean? Like they let me know. And if I don't know, then I don't know. You don't tell me. I don't know. Right. So, of course, I wanted to celebrate with people who really knew the episodes and understood the episodes and like the nuances of the show and who have listened to, if not all, most of the episodes from episode one to episode 17, which was the last episode that uh, I recorded before this. My guests for this episode, there were about, I want to say 16 of us on the call. And some of them I've known all my life. Some of them are my cousins. Some of them I've known all their lives. And some of these people I've never met before in my life. And some of them I know, you know, in real life, like in person, but I had no clue that they were avid listeners of Hand Me My Purse. And by the time we were done with this call, I was so, my cup 
of gratitude, of love and of joy were just running over. I couldn't even like contain myself. Uh, It was really emotional for me because some of the things, excuse me, that they shared just kind of blew my mind. And so uh, this first part of the conversation is just us introducing ourselves because some of them knew each other, of course, because some of them are related to me and uh, some of them don't. So it's just us kind of talking to each other, sharing what we're drinking, because I told everybody that they needed to bring a drink, some kind of drink uh, to the Zoom soiree. And it's just us laughing about that. And it's pretty funny. I got to say, I um, I loved how it turned out and I hope you enjoy it too. So go ahead and sit back and listen to this part of the conversation. Friends and kin, this evening is a special evening because this is the season one finale of my, I already said season one, so you already know that's the inaugural season, but I really like saying the inaugural season of <laughs> Hand Me My Purse, the podcast. And I'm here on this very fancy uh, Zoom call with some of my friends and Ken here. And we are going to have a live, was it a live recording? That's what it's called, right? Yes. A live yes. recording episode of Hand Me My Purse. We're going to talk about the season, the things that we liked, our favorite episodes, things that really made us laugh. And the awesome part is that we have here on this live recording some people who have been on the show and definitely people who have been mentioned on the show. Absolutely. We definitely have people who have been (laughs) mentioned on the show. So uh, the first thing I want to do is tell you what I am drinking. I am drinking today. This is uh, 1800 Tequila. And write a brand lemonade because why not keep it ratchet uh, to celebrate? We love it. Why would I have uh, something very expensive when I don't have a lot of money in this moment? I'm going to celebrate the way that I can. And that is with not very expensive tequila and write a brand lemonade. And guess what? (laughs) It's delicious. Okay. Um, I would like to go around and I want to introduce my friends and my kin. We're going to go and I'm going to call their names because there's quite a bunch of them here. And I'm going to start with Angel. Okay. So tonight I have some yogi tea actually here, but I also have a shot to toast with you guys later. Some Captain Morgan's, uh, Captain Morgan's apple shot for the latest toast because I want that to be alcoholic. Okay. I like that. You know what we call that? Us Libras call that balance. (laughs) Yes. Kenny, what are you drinking? Uh, Well, I had some whiskey sour, but we ran out of it. I got this Bartesian thing that's crazy. Like that's crazy. crazy. It's like a Keurig for alcohol. I've seen drinks, Right. Mm -hmm. Crazy. So I had a whiskey sour. We ran out of a whiskey sour, so now I got a whiskey. I forgot what this is called. Whiskey something though. So, whiskey but it's, not it's so sour. Whiskey <laughs> smart or something like that. Whiskey, I don't know. It's, it's bomb. Is it a whiskey neat? What is it? Whiskey smash. A whiskey smash. That's what it is. <laughs> ah, it's in the red solo cup, so it's going to be good regardless. Absolutely. <laughs> that Absolutely. Yelling. <laughs> the yelling that you hear is uh, Kenny's fiance, who is also my cousin Jasmine who is now going to tell us what she's drinking. I am also drinking a beverage from the Bartesian, and I ran and 
filled up my cup to the max. Yes, you It did. is um, a rum breeze in my very festive, I don't know if you can see it, my very festive Christmas cup. Adero, what are you drinking? Why she's going to be drinking, I'm drinking shots of tequila. <laughs> no, I am drinking strawberry margarita. It's a brand called Uptown. That sounds ratchet too. <laughs> did you say from the local food line? <laughs> Like I said, clearly the ratchetness runs in the family, with the exception of Jasmine, because clearly she has uh, something called a Bartesian. I just looked up Bartesian because I've never heard of that. And you have to buy like a $350 machine. It's worth it. It's worth it. Okay. And then you put the Amazon gift cards. Yeah, we went crazy. We got like 150 pods at the house. We went crazy. Oh, so you ain't running out. Okay. Ain't running out. <laughs> crazy. So then you buy the alcohol yep. and you put it in the in the thing. And, and you the buy pot. the alcohol separately. You put them in like these little, um, they look like water bottles, but there's four different water bottles. So we got whiskey, tequila, vodka, rum. Yeah. I just want to nice. say, um, you it's know, working. it sounds high as shit. It sounds expensive as shit. And now I know uh, who to go to uh, when I need some extra money. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Bartesians. Um, I am drinking sake because that's been my drink of choice lately. So, so I've got my... what do you do? Me and Adele are over here oh. from the drugstore and the food lion. Okay. You and Jasmine and Kenny are drinking shit from a Bartesian. <laughs> It's not my t-shirt. You can get sake from the grocery store, okay? <laughs> Alicia, what are you drinking, boo? I got some peach lemonade from Wendy's and some water, some agua. Peach lemonade is so good. That's yes, it is. Candice, what are you drinking? Tonight, I am drinking Tito's club soda and a splash of lime. Tito's. <laughs> For the win. Texas. What are you drinking? I have rosé. I'm pretty much a wine drinker, so it's a rosé all night type thing. Not rosé all day, rosé all night. I got it. Rosé like all night. <laughs> and Jabari, what are you drinking? Uh, keeping up with the wine, too. I've got a Moscato. I know you're not a fan of sweet I, wine. I, I know you're not. <laughs> love me some Moscato. That's okay, because yes. you know what? To me, a real classy Black person drinks Moscato. To me. <laughs> it's a certain level of class to drink Moscato and tell people you're drinking it. Because I had to drink it. What are you drinking? Water. Ah, Mimi. <laughs> what are you drinking? Apple juice. I'm not telling nobody I drink. It, it is. Do you have ice in it? I do put ice in my wine. I don't care if people judge me. Mine was chilled. Okay. Uh, Gina, what are you drinking? Here comes. Now, I'm going to wait. Gina, I'm going to save you for last. Save you for last. No, nope, you just wait. You, you, Gina, you go last. Because it's going to make all of us look like I'm slowly so there's something for the camera by then. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Randall, what are you drinking? He's probably drinking straight shots to the chest. because I, uh, <laughs> I got a triple Uncle Nearest Neat. For the culture. Uh, <laughs> Do it for the blacks. Uncle Nearest. Do it for the blacks. Uncle hey, Nearest. You, you have to describe that, Dennis. What, what was that? Uh, okay. I mean, it's it really Uncle Nearest. Um, Jack Daniels stole his swag from Uncle Nearest. Ah, okay. That's the so, dude that really put him on. I got you. Yeah, I read about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about yeah. that. You're right. Yeah. So it's just it's just straight. Nothing. Nothing. No ice. No water. No soda. Oh, nothing. I'm filtered. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna do a four. You had a day, didn't you? 
No, I mean, but that's that's just what I do. That's just what I do. Excuse me. Before I had kids. I don't think he's not telling the truth, guys. Moving on. Lisa, what are you drinking? Um, it's a real inexpensive um grocery store wine, yellowtail moscato. Listen, we, we drink stuff from the grocery store and from the um what you call around here. Did you hear me say lemonade from Rite Aid? It ain't even Minute made Rite Aid. It's Rite Aid brand Rite Aid. <laughs> and I don't care either. Lindsay, what are you drinking? drinking a frozen drink. Just kind of threw some things in there. Um, and some fruit. Very tasty. Speaking my truth, I really don't know everything that's in it, though. So, yeah. Just, you know, some sweet things, some fruit. Very tasty. Joanne, what are you drinking? I'm actually just drinking tea. It's called a Sleeping Beauty Tea. Okay. Because it is 9.45, and it is close to my bedtime. Okay. And she is a beauty, and she's going to be... <laughs> it's so um, close. And now we have a double team. Uh, Denise and Devin, what do you got? They're probably drinking... <laughs> on the rock to, what are 211 you? steel reserve and Colt 45 40 ounce. <laughs> don't let the smooth taste fool you okay well um, I have a fuzzy navel jello shot this is like the fourth one okay and I am drinking kiss my chocolate ass oh. fat ass wine okay. it's a winery out here in Texas Okay, and what are you drinking? Uh, this here comes the Coke Forty Five. What are you drinking, Devin? Honestly, I just did a little mystery mix. I just grabbed some stuff she had under the cupboard and just poured it in that. It's just a little mix. Just a little mix. So it's nothing like, fancy. It's not a Long Island. It's a Baltimore. It's a Chesapeake Bay. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> Emerson Avenue Island. Oh, I like that. And, and lastly, <laughs> Gina, tell us what you're drinking. I just want to say that Gina is a private bartender. And she was also featured on episode eight, the Juneteenth episode, where she made the fancy drinks, which is why I saved her for last, because I'm sure it's going to make all of us feel like we are inadequate and incompetent. It's not. These are easy, simple things. The left hand, it's a bloom teeny, which is really not a martini at all, but it's tequila, creme de violette, or violette, um, oh, half a lime. And there's a, a violet, Merlot, and berry-infused syrup, all shaken. And edible rose petals. Oh, and there's a little sugar on the rim. And uh, this is just apple cider. <laughs> wow. And then a hot apple cider with Uncle Nearest. And um, there's a spicy caramel rim on it. Okay, so let me just say this. Now do you see why I had her go last? <laughs> I do. That was embarrassing. I do. Yeah. I'm I embarrassed. On behalf, yeah, right. of, on behalf of myself, Adaro, Lisa, <laughs> and uh, that's about it. Like, how, how dare you do that to us? <laughs> we went to the grocery store. I said, also, I, mean, I did. But, but for real, can I get like it to go? Or like, can you ship me like a little couple Man, boxes? That so here's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm just trying to get a couple of bottles of that bloom teeny. What's, what's good? But she can. <laughs> really good. Yeah. <laughs> See, I told y'all we were cutting up. I was not joking. That kind of set the tone for the rest of the conversation. And for this next part of the conversation that I'm going to play for you guys, this is where it goes down. 
Contrary to popular belief, it does not go down in the DM. Well, it doesn't go down in my DM anyway. It might be going down in your DM. But it went down on this second part of the conversation that we had. And during this part of the conversation, we talked about like our favorite moments of the season, our favorite episodes, what we thought about episodes. Uh, we laughed. And when I say we laughed, we laughed, we laughed, and we laughed some more. Uh, we got a little reflective uh And shit got a little deep at times. And of course, I got emotional because that's what I do. And that was mainly because some of the things that were said took me by surprise. Like, you know, you know, when you do a thing or a creative thing or you create something, you share it with the world. You don't really know what you're going to get back. And I think this part of the conversation, I started to understand a little deeper or on another level, what my thing that I create or that I'm creating or that I created, um, how people are affected by it. And not everybody will be affected by it, but who cares? These people were and it, 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 I got emotional. And, you know, it's like, as I said uh, in the last episode, episode number 17 with my therapist, who is amazing. I love you, Dr. D. You are the best. You never really know how you're viewed or how people feel about you until you just ask them. Well, I asked these people and they gave me really amazing feedback and I was really charged up and I really can't wait to get to work on season two for you guys. Like I'm excited about it. So go ahead and sit back and listen to this recap of season one with some regular listeners of Hand Me My Purse, the podcast. Enjoy. I was talking uh, to you guys about like this podcast and how it has been such a blessing to me. And the truth of the matter is that never in a gazillion years would I have imagined that this moment like would be happening for me that I would, first of all, I don't even know how I came up with the idea to do this. Just kidding. It was Lindsay's idea. Everybody clap for Lindsay because she's a genius. I love Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lindsay. Oh, humble. Lindsay is to be loved, okay? She, Lindsay, I said this earlier, Lindsay is the closest thing to a daughter that I have and that I ever will have, and it's enough. Yeah, it's enough for me. Um, She is more than enough. My cup runneth over. Um, (laughs) But I never would have thought that I would be doing this. And I think when I started this podcast, I I didn't really have like um, like a A vision. Well, I think I had a vision, but I didn't really know what the vision was. I didn't know what was up. You know, I was like, right. I'm going to do this because I've been wanting to do this. And, you know, people been planting these seeds for me to do this. And it's so funny that, like, I want to say in June or July, I was cleaning out like an old work bag and I found like papers. You know how when you print stuff from Al Gore's um, internet, at the bottom it'll have the date on it. <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. And yes. so I found some papers where I had been doing research about starting a podcast and it was like March of 2017. So I, the queen of manifestation, yeah. planted these seeds three years ago and didn't even remember. I didn't even remember doing this. Right. And so <laughs> I didn't. And when I found that, I was like, well, look at me calling stuff into my life. You better manifest things you want. Heffa, even if it takes three years, do it. And so. I think 
I didn't really have a vision. I didn't really know what to talk about or what I was going to talk about. I talked with a friend of mine, Angelica, um, who I love dearly. She's like my big sister. I talked with her about some things and she helped me like comb through some stuff. I talked with Joanne about some things. She helped me comb through some things. Randall is like my yogi or my Buddha. I don't know what the term would be. <laughs> I, know, I know about crystals and I know about Jesus. I don't know about the Bible. Okay. So, you know, I don't really know that, but I do know about going to Jesus church and I know about crystals and manifestations and stuff. So, um, Randall was my Yogi, my Yogi. <laughs> Mumbi, is that right? Because you're at Stone Cold Hippie. Okay. Um, yeah, that so, works. <laughs> Randall was like, he was my go-to. And he and I have the kind of relationship where um, he has been giving me tough love that I can remember since I was 10 when I first had to wear glasses. And when he saw me, when he <laughs> Lindsay's mother's wedding when I thought I was like stunting on everybody. Oh, Devin was there too. I had my gold gold rimmed um, glasses on, my finger waves to the back with the curl. Finger waves? That it was bumped at the bottom. You couldn't tell me a damn thing, okay? At at 11, I was stunting on everybody there. Even the guy. You couldn't tell me. I, I was it. And he called me four eyes. And uh, while, that while that doesn't seem like it would hurt, Randall gives me very tough love. So if I come to him and I say, oh, I don't know about this, you know, he'll tell me, like, basically, shut shut, shut your dumb ass up and do it. If you feel good about it, do it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what if the people don't? What if the people? He's like, who cares about these people? Who cares what they like? Do you like it? And it's like, uh, yeah. Well, do it and shut up. Okay, so Randall gives me tough love. He helps me out. He helps me to keep my vision clear. But just about everybody on this call in some way during this journey has helped me, whether it was you're doing a good job. I'm proud of you. I hated this episode because that happened. I'm not going to say who said that, but she it's a clearly it's a woman because I said she she is on here and I love her. She said it. Okay, you know who you are. Um, I hated this episode. Um (coughs) I love this episode. You should try something like this. Don't listen to that person, even though you really care about what they have to say. They don't really know. Forget them. Don't pay this person any attention. Whatever it was, however it was, they helped me. Or guess what? Sometimes it makes my day just to know that like people that I care about are listening. So even if it's like, like somebody will say, girl, I listened to the episode. And I'm like, oh, you listen to it? Dang. Get out of here. I had no <laughs> Some of y'all, I had no idea you listened to this podcast. And and I just think that um, somebody asked me like about my origin story or like where it came from. I don't even really know where it came from. Like I said, I talked to uh, like my big sister who is, she's my, every, uh, all black girls got a big sister in spirit, whether it's your cousin, whether it's your friend, we all got one. Mine and her name is Angelica. She lives in Arizona. She really helped me walk through this process. And I um, like flushed out the theme. I knew that I wanted to celebrate um, my culture. I wanted to celebrate black people because we live in a world that does not celebrate us or celebrates us in a way where they um, take from us, but there's no return on our investment. So I wanted to create a space where um, I celebrated all aspects of our culture and where I normalized conversations that we don't like to have. 
So for instance, like um, the episode where I talked about mother loss, we don't really talk about that. Whether it is your mother is no longer living or the heifer lived down the street and y'all just don't talk because that is real. That is real in our community. I don't really know if it's real in other communities. (laughs) (laughs) Me Walker, I'm about to jump off. Okay. Before you go to bed, um, I want you to tell people about your elegant boutique. I had a, um, I did have a store, but closed because of COVID, but it's online now. It's wearemaud.com and I sell gifts and things um, for special occasions and they are unexpected, surprising, whimsical, and fun. They're amazing. And I will put in the show notes exactly how to find We Are Maud, which is named after her grandmother. Yes. Oh. All right. Toodles, noodles. Bye. Bye. So we are having lots of laughs over here. Some of the things that we are talking about, you guys never know about because I have to edit them and they will not make, they won't even make the sneak, the sneak peek reel or the lost tapes. Um, And there will be lost recordings. There will be. But I want to talk now about like some of our favorite moments of the season. Uh, episodes that we really, really, really liked a lot or our favorite episodes or our favorite moments. It doesn't have to be a whole episode. It could be when one thing happened. This is how you know I'm comfortable with y'all. I never take my earrings off because I feel like I look <laughs> no earrings. Because <laughs> my mother has conditioned me to believe that when girls don't wear earrings, they look like boys. Okay? So thanks, Mom, for that. Um, I got that same condition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my favorite episode... Ooh, maybe I'm going to go last because, you know, it's it's my baby. So it's like saying my favorite time with my baby was when he was on the swing at the playground. No, it's my kid. So I love I really love my kid. I want to hear from you guys. And then at the end, you know, maybe I can I'll be like, yeah, you know what? That's it. Um, Let's start with Alicia. Alicia, tell me either one of your favorite moments or your favorite episode. Um, I have two. I have a favorite episode and I have a favorite moment. On one of the dating episodes, there was a young lady. It's probably (laughs) is determined to get hers. (laughs) And she just going, she was just going out there to get that corona dick. talking about her misplaced um, Oshun theory. And I I was fascinated by that whole thing. So, um, yeah. I think those were my favorite two things this season. That was a really awesome episode. And I think um, one of the highlights of that episode for me was talking to her about P-Valley because I'm a big fan of P-Valley. And I want to just say, okay, that the creator of P-Valley, Katori Hall, 
she was responding to some of my uh, comments on my posts on Instagram, and I was feeling. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> she doesn't know, but we're totally we're cousins. She doesn't know. Yeah, friends now. No, we're cousins. You're cousins now. And wait a minute, not just Couture. Who watches P Valley? Raise your hand. Kenny, raise your hand because I know. Down you. in the valley where the girls get hey, they get naked. So, yeah. so listen, Katori yeah. Hall responded, and then Mercedes responded, or Brandon wow. Evans. Wow. And, and then Uncle Clifford responded. I was like, I'm a celebrity. I was like, I'm a celebrity? What? Get down. Peasants beneath me. Stay down. I was very excited. Okay, Randall, your favorite episode or favorite moment? Mine, uh, it, it has to be the the snaggle two football coach. It has to be. Dude, I was <laughs> I was working out while I was listening to that, and I was crying like that whole episode. I was crying, and then the Smudge Life episode was cool too because, like you know me, like I'm probably like a seventy year old black man. Uh, <laughs> I don't know nothing about no crystals and sage and Florida water and whatever the hell else y'all was talking about. So that was informative. I feel, I feel a little closer to you now. I understand <laughs> why you got all them damn rocks. <laughs> oh God, you're so rude. So rude. Be, you know what? It'd be your own people. It'd be your own people. <laughs> Lindsay, your turn. I'm sure it was probably the episode that you were on, huh? I was going to make a point to not mention that episode. So no, that wasn't my favorite. I think that my favorite one, um, you talked about basically protecting Black women and protecting Meg Thee Stallion. I think that even though there's never a um, specific segment that talks about current events, that was important enough to note. And I think especially in 2020, that has kind of become like a main push for a lot of organizations. You're seeing that more on social media. Um, and you play one of my favorite Miguel songs, Vixen. So yeah, that was my favorite episode. You're very welcome. It was come through and chill. <laughs> but it's on the same album. Oh, yes, yes. Touche. Touche. Touche, Shay Shay. Devin and Denise. Want to say yes? Um one of one of my favorites was definitely Lindsay, because it was kind of like Damn, it's little cuz. I hadn't seen it in a while. She was little last time I seen it, and it was like hearing her talk as a grown-up adult now, you know, so like, wow. <laughs> but besides that, that one, um, I think you the one where you was talking to your therapist, that was a real good good episode when just touching on therapy and um just how in our community we kind of shy away from it, especially black men shy away from therapy. Um it was definitely informative. I'll take I'll take a page out of Randall's but he just said it. It was, it was informative. It was definitely good. Yeah, and um, I had two, Mimi. My first one was, uh, I think, was either your first episode or your second episode. And it struck me because you were talking about honoring our babies, right? And so I have this niece that comes and I'm always loving on her and honoring on her. And I didn't realize that what you were talking about is something that Black women honestly do generation to generation, whether we know it or not, we do it. Um, and I thought that was eye-opening. I shared that with my niece and some of her friends. 
And then the second one was um, riding the coattail of the P Valley was when we were ta- when you were talking about the mom Patrice taking that girl's twenty thousand dollars. I think if a black woman don't have a good relationship with their, if they have a good relationship with their mom, they don't feel that pain, right? Uh-huh. And so for me, I didn't, I didn't grow up with a good relationship with my mom, so uh-huh. that immediately just brought red to me. And um, it was a good episode. I like that one because it, it opened up some things and conversations for me with my mom. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Look, come on, I better be out here having y'all talk to y'all crazy mamas. What? <laughs> That's what it's here for. Listen, don't do that. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm a cry baby. Denise, you're going to have me out here crying in these damn streets. I'm a fall out <laughs> running around like the weird people at church that be running around in circles and screaming and shit. You know what I'm yes. talking about? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in the phrase. It's haunting. It's not, it's just haunting. We just out here haunting these babies. We haunting them. Gina, you next. Um, Yes, and I do have to go, so I apologize for um, speaking and dipping out. But um, there were a few that were my favorites. I really enjoyed, of course, the one with your uh, therapist, because you know I was getting ready to stalk her and ask you some information until you said on the podcast that you weren't going to share her, and I was a little mad. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I really enjoyed Marcia's episode as well. And I forget which episode this one was, but it was one I think was about dating. And I remember I texted you that I was laughing at the, at the fact that we had to figure out the formula for when you can and can't text someone. Mm-hmm. And how I'm at that age where I'm like, no, I get to call you and text you when I feel like it, when I'm thinking of you. And if I can't, then you're not the person for me. So you see Lindsay is shaking her head. I mentioned Lindsay on that episode because when Lindsay was in high school, because in addition to being like my kid, she's like my teenage baby. That. She's like my teenage baby. She's like a kid that I had when I was like 14. So we kind of grew up together. So I'll tell her like, you know, I'm messing with this dude. And, you know, and she's like, I don't, she never likes anybody that I date. Neither does Randall, by the way. Um, she never likes anybody that I date. And she's like, no, don't call him back with me. And it's like, but I want to talk to him. And she was like, no, he took how long to text you back? Two hours. So you have to take two hours, multiply that times two. So four, and then it's carry the two times seven, so you can call him back on Saturday. Like, on Saturday, I was talking to somebody else. I was talking to somebody else on Saturday. And Gina has to leave, but I want Gina to tell us about her brand and or business and how we can support. You guys, if you listen to the show, you already know because Gina was featured on episode eight, the Juneteenth episode where she made fancy drinks and mm-hmm. um, she mm-hmm. had candles, and some of you guys, I think, bought some candles. I know. Some thank of you yes. for the thank you for the candles, Gina. As so thank you. Yeah. And if you so, look behind me, I've got some new things. Look up! Oh, oh. damn! Tor- you better tor- give us a torch. I love this. Uh, so the bedroom bartender is sort of my labor of love. I love a good cocktail. I love things that are creative, but I'm also like. I'm a bit of a MacGyver in the kitchen and, and behind the bar. And I also like things that like, what do you have at home? I don't think it should be things that are out of reach for everyone. And I'm also not necessarily a girly drink drinker. I know one of my drinks was pink and had rose petals, but um, I'm a whiskey bourbon drinker. And I, um, this is sort of my way of bringing cocktails to everyone else in different forms. And so I've got candles that are cocktail blends and I change them with the seasons. I change them when I'm thinking about it. This time around for fall, I've got bath salts. So you can bathe in the cocktails as well. I've got a couple of oils. I've got um, some collaborations with other Black-owned businesses. I love keeping 
everyone in loop. Um, I've got garnishes, mini cocktail kits. I've got some syrups and things online. So just a mix of things this season. Love to see. You better go ahead. And also, let me just say this: in June, when we report, we when we recorded that episode, she had candles. Mm-hmm. This got syrups, salt, <laughs> sugars, bath salt. <laughs> what else? You said? Candles, mini mix oil. You better, you better grow. <laughs> that's why when people are talking about oh, 2020, yeah, 2020 fucking blows chunks. But guess what? There's been a lot of time to grow. There's been yeah. a lot of transformation and growth in 2020, yeah. and I'm very excited yeah. for you, Gina. I'm going to definitely put all Gina's information in the show notes so you can find her. How can we find you on Instagram? On the underscore bedroom underscore bartender. The underscore bedroom underscore bartender. And the candles are awesome. Who said Thank that? Thank you. Look, come on, promo. Um, um, <laughs> thank you, thank you, Gina. Love you, and I will thank talk you. To Bye, you. everyone. Have a good Bye. night. Bye. 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 Yeah. Um, Jasmine and Kenny. Okay, I'll go first. Um, the episode I think it was about mother loss. Um, that came out around the time that I was experiencing a change in the dynamic of re- the relationship that I always have with my mother since the passing of my father. And it's different. It's not me. It's different. And so, you know, to hear um, what that looks like for different people and to get the tips and the tools and the resources, I thought like that was really helpful. So then traveling forward to your last episode, or not the last episode, but the episode about um, Pea Valley and the mothering that was happening in that um, in that dynamic, it made me think about, it kind of was like an aha moment where it was like, I do feel a void and it is something that I, you know, I'm struggling with, but to be able to recognize it, to know that I'm not alone in it, and also to shine light on where you get it from in packages that you may not expect it, it's kind of been, like you feel like I'm, I feel like I'm being poured into. So it's like now I can look at this person or this vessel that's giving me something that I'm lacking and accept it for that, even though it may be in society shouldn't come from this place or it's not the norm or even should be highlighted or recognized as that. It's like, you know, let's just kind of break down those paradigms and those walls and just say, you know what? If you got a beard over here, but you're able to mother me in a moment where I need it, I'm going to take that and I'm okay with that. And so just hearing conversation and dialogue about that and in all the episodes, I think it's a common thread. It's, it's pretty time sensitive or accurate. And so it's like to just be able to tune in and to listen to things that are relevant from different POVs. It's yeah, I think it's a good thread for me to follow. For that reason, not just because I love you, not because you're my cousin or I'm your favorite cousin, Randall, sit down. I could easily say all of your episodes I've enjoyed, or if nothing else, I've walked away with something. I've looked at something in a little bit of a different light, or I've been able to say, oh, I'm not alone in that, or I knew I wasn't crazy, or I could laugh at something that maybe I wasn't able to laugh at before. And I think um, this is something that you definitely need to take to the moon and beyond. 
Take it to the moon, young yeah, Kenneth. Um, man, you had a hell of a season, man. That season one was 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 really dope, man. Uh, you and Kenneth. No, no, let me just say something. So Kenny's Kenny has a radio show with ESPN, and it is sports based. Only you would say, "Man, you had a hell of a season." You <laughs> 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 did though. You did the season. The season was. It was excellent. I really enjoyed it. Like I said, you and Candace, I texted you while I was listening to that one. I was like, man, y'all are hella funny, man. I'm, I'm up here dying right now. Especially, like, I've been out the game for so long, so I don't know what this whole dating thing is is, is, is really going on. Man, no. this, I'm, I'm glad right. I'm out the game. I'm glad I'm out the game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but wait, this wasn't an episode with the IG Live? Was lit, lit. Oh man, the IG live was lit, man. <laughs> that was, so yeah. that was like a little like special thing. I, I was talking about my um big sister Angelica who lives in Arizona, and she and I did a. I've been toying about toying back and forth with doing an IG live. I was kind of wary because you know, like I said, everybody thinks that I'm an extrovert because I'm just like, hey, it's Mimi, yeah. But really, I'm like, okay, how you doing, Mimi? Um, I'm with people that I'm comfortable with, like with you guys, I'm good. But like, if I don't know people, I don't fool with people like that because I don't trust people. I got a lot of issues. That's why I'm going to be in therapy for life. But we did an IG live. And when I tell you, we talked about all kinds of things. I think when Kenny, Kenny came on the IG live, he texted me like, are you, I don't even remember what we talked about, but it was something in the bathtub. It was something out of control. You talk about a grown man taking a bath? That 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 one you talking about? I came, oh, Lord. I came on there like the Russell Westbrook meme where he goes, ah, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't even remember, but we talked about we talked about a lot of grown up shit on that live. And yeah, it's it so awesome. It it's awesome dope. because yeah. Angelica is, you know, a Muslim woman and there were a lot of her like followers. She has a big movement. She's that's the village auntie, right? The village auntie. She's a very, she's a very important woman. She's very important <laughs> in these streets. I really thought um, your episode with the uh, with your therapist was like, that's like when you crescendo for the season. Like when we talked about before, you know, before you started, and we would have our talks, and you were helping me out. I was helping you out. I'd be like, your fifth episode is going to be better than your first, so don't trip. And then your 10th is going to be better than your fifth and so on and so on. And when you got to that one, I think that was 17. Um, I mean, I thought you hit everything that I thought you could hit when you said you wanted to start this. Like it was a, it was the conversation that's not always had, you know, <laughs> with within our community. Um, you spoke, you spoke about it passionately. You spoke about it in depth. And um, it was one of those things where it made me, like reflect on my life and my relationship with my parents and as a parent now. And I thought like, I thought that was the best. I didn't listen. Look, I got to say, I didn't listen to the P Valley one because I haven't finished the season yet. I don't want no spoiler alerts. So oh, maybe the whole spoiler alert. The whole show was a spoiler alert. Yeah. So I, I got to go back and listen to it. When you said P Valley, I was like, no, nah, I'm going to skip that and come back when I'm done. But that one with the, with the therapist, I thought that was uh that was everything I thought you could get to with this podcast. And I, I'm, I'm so happy for you. Man, that made my day. <laughs> <laughs> you don't cry. Did you pay him to say that, Jasmine? <laughs> no. She's so damn mean. She didn't. Lisa, what about you? 
Well, I would say I had a couple of uh, favorite episodes. One of my favorite episodes was out of the um, Dating Black Love series was the one on self-care. Um, the one on self-care, it you know, as, as parents and caretakers and nurturers of other people, we always forget to kind of take care of ourselves. So I thought that self-care episode was a great reminder, you know, to myself and others, you know, that you can't take care of others if you don't take care of yourself first. And um, comically, one of my my favorite episodes was you and the bedroom bartender Um, (laughs) with all the libations and everything flowing. It gets real when I That was a really funny episode. And we was, that was a really funny episode, and I thought, <laughs> and I was very intrigued by that episode because I don't think I've ever seen a woman, let alone a black woman, be involved in that line of work that deep. So I thought that episode was very interesting. The drinks that she was talking about, they sounded sexy. You know, I was like, wow, she she really is like black girl magic. She really has her stuff together. I thought that was very interesting. She's dope. And so the I met Gina through She jo- really is. I met Gina through Joanne, who was on here earlier. Joanne, when she launched her boutique, she had a um a, a grand opening and Gina did the um mm-hmm. she did the drinks for the um event and i don't drink gin okay gin is for um like old white men and she had it yes <laughs> it's going down okay we're just gonna close it out strong here friends um, gina, gina um she made a drink with champagne and gin and something else and i was like damn this is good i had like four of them and i was like what is in this right. gin. i was like i don't drink gin she said you've been drinking gin all day i was like well okay <laughs> Let's be friends. I've been introduced to so many other um, people on Instagram and, 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 you know, businesses through your podcast. It's, it's been very enlightening. I've really, really enjoyed your podcast thoroughly. Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> Lisa, I met through my podcast. Through wow. Instagram. She was actually not yeah. even through Facebook, right, Lisa? We were in a group. And you know, like the group has a thing where you can post. I think we're group. in a group, uh huh, like a travel group. I think. Yes, guy posted about his. Yes, I think it was. He posted about his corny ass <laughs> podcast. Yes, I said it. What? And I ain't even tipsy. <laughs> like, oh, you have a podcast, so do I. Look, and Lisa was like, "Oh, I'm going to check it out," and instantly, like, we connected. So I'm saying that to say, yep. Know, my cousins are bigging me up, not because they're my cousins. I think I, I genuinely believe them. But just in case you did not believe, she, I met through this party. <laughs> yeah, um, been rocking with you ever since. Gladly, yes, I appreciate you, Reagan. <laughs> appreciate you too. So Reagan is very fancy because I met Reagan through on the internet through, you know, the internet is a great way to meet people. If you don't really like, people. it really is. It is. Um, <laughs> it is. Shout out to my Laisha boo. But, um, Reagan, um, through, uh, the, the owner of KSM candle company, which is a local company here in Baltimore. Um, the owner's name is Letta Moore. She was supposed to be on the call tonight, but she had like a web, a work 
shop or a webinar. She teaches people how to make candles. She's very fancy. She has very great products. Another candle company, but she makes sprays. She got all kind of fancy stuff. She um, does. And I went to a pop-up shop that she had, and Joanne was there who just left the call. And I okay. picked up this book. And I was like, oh, man, a lot of times when I'm out and I'm looking at books, I'm thinking of like, oh, I could use this. I could read this on my show. I'm always looking for like encouraging things to read during the like Mm got to do better segment. And so I Mm -hmm. picked up this book and I was like, oh, I'm going to get this. And Letta was like, because Letta listened to my podcast. (laughs) Shout out to you, Letta. Okay. (laughs) Um, I didn't even know that was one of those moments. I had no idea that she listened to my podcast Right, right in my day but she she said oh this is a sister she's local she's a black um well she says sister you know kind of thought that um she's a sister and she wrote and I was like this book is so awesome I said I'm gonna read from this book and she was like I'm gonna I'm gonna connect you to her and I was like okay oh, yeah. and she did I reached out to her and I was like hey I got your book I'm gonna read it on my podcast I really like what you're saying Whoop de whoop, that's a California term. Whoop de whoop, and that was and here Reagan it. Reagan, tell me uh, one of your favorite moments or one of your favorite episodes, or both. Yeah, so you know, I'm I'm glad that we got introduced by Letta. I, you know, it was such a good thing, but I I just gotta say that the podcast is profound. So I don't really oh. listen to a lot of podcasts, and I won't listen to the multiple episodes because I am. I you like what I like or I don't like it. And so I'm a hard explain because I'm I a hard the same way. I'm I'm a hard sell. That's what I like to say. I'm a hard sell. Either I'm buying or I'm not. It's just it's so but I really you know, I was introduced because you you read on the first ep- the episode where you're reading from the book and that's great. That's not the favorite episode. I appreciated that. But you know, you listen to podcasts a lot of times and you're like, what the fuck are they talking about? You may have to edit that out. I'm sorry, but I'm just I'm saying. Not- so um and this one, I, I wasn't. It compelled me to listen further, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, she's got some sense. The sister is together. I'm like, wait, who is she, right? And so even when you asked me on, I was like, yes, because I don't go on folks' stuff, shit no more. I, I really don't, because there's no point, right? Because some of it is just not good, and I don't like what they, like the whole body of work. But it was- You can just say they, were- they suck. Just say, <laughs> I mean, I could say that, but I, I don't think that. I, I think that I just don't like their shit, right? And so I just won't do it. I won't, I won't attach myself to it. But listening to multiple episodes, I was like, okay. I mean, like, I was like, I want to be friends with her. And so that's a big thing, right? Where you're like, I want to, I want to know more about this person because she's insightful and she she's introspective and she knows herself but at any rate i'm di- I'm, I'm i'm digressing so my eight, but i just want to say you you have a you you have something special here right and i need you to make sure that you don't no nope, we don't do that so um we're not crying tonight so um but you need to maintain on that because i think that you're on a really important track right you know and so that's just someone who, again, I don't really listen to a lot of podcasts, but I, listening across the, the episodes, I got something. I haven't listened to the mother episode because I got to be ready for that one. Because I always say, you know, the, the, the Black women who are not close with their mothers, we all find each other somehow. That's always a key. It's interesting. And it's a, and I, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So I, I saw the title. I saw the title. And I was like, I'm going to put this to the side for today because I can't manage. But we'll do this another day. And so, 
Um, like some of the episodes that I really just was in tune with were, you know, it was like the the gratitude episode. Big on that. That was number seven. And I just really, I that hit me because I'm big on gratitude. Like I may complain, but at least on the inside one, I'm happy. I'm, a, I'm actually a very joyful person. And I may complain, but I'm, I try to be thankful for everything. Every little bit. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter if it's good, if it's bad. Whatever, I'm going to be like, okay, there has to be, maybe I don't know the reason, but I'm going to assume that this is, it, maybe it's not for me, but it's for someone else. It's got to be, because it, maybe it grows me, but this is something I can teach from at a later time where it moves me to be where I'm supposed to be, right? Um, the other thing was the self-love episode, which is like number 15, and that one got me because it's one of those things I think whether or not most of us admit it, we struggle with it, particularly as Black people. Um, and understanding like, you know, where we fall into that, how we make choices in our life. You know, if you, honestly, if you don't love yourself, it, it, it's one of those things that controls every other choice that you make. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you may put up with bullshit you don't want to put up with. It's all this other stuff, right. That just comes along with it. And so that one hit me. And then, you know, um, I think that the therapy podcast where you had your therapist on there and again i, I was like oh i wonder what her thing oh yeah so i'm not gonna get that info okay cool it's fine <laughs> i'm gonna just have to can, can she recommend me to a sister in dc <laughs> what are we doing you know so yes, i like, said that she will refer she will refer she's actually not yeah, taking so, any new clients but she told me okay. that she will refer so if you yeah so she so, really yeah, so we should talk about that because you <laughs> know honestly as someone who so I'm 45, right? And I I made sure before I hit 40, around 38, 39, I decided to go to therapy and it changed my life. It probably set the foundation for me being able to get through a lot of the things that were coming that I didn't know were coming. But yeah, those were mine, that those three. Um, like I said, I still have to unpack. I haven't watched Pew Valley, so I kind of want to watch that one and then go through the rest of the season. But I mean, I mean this, but make sure that you make, you continue. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm anticipating season two to see what you do. So I know that you've been through season one with some lessons and some good things. So I am just anticipating what you do in the future and just to see how you're able to just broaden this and the people that you can, and also you just have a hell of a personality girl. So I'm not, I'm new here, right? (laughs) And I love and I love you already, but like I said, I'm either all in or I'm all out. So well, come you know, on you in. Got my, you got my vote. <laughs> in the words in the words of the very sweet Auntie Tabitha Brown, who all black people should love, and if you don't love her, you're going to hell. <laughs> if you don't right. love that lady, you're going to hell. Come on right. in the room. Come on That's in right. this room. It's, it's That's, right. That's right. Jabari, you're up. Uh what can I say? I mean, I think this whole experience is very surreal. Um, listening to your voice on the podcast and then seeing you in this platform, it's like mind blown. So <laughs> it, it, um, I think for I me with your- look cute. I don't, I'm not even gussied up. I've got on a baseball cap and a tie-dye t-shirt. <laughs> You're cute. Even when I put on lipstick. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. We still love you. We still love you. Um I think for me, your podcast resonates with me. It gives me a feeling. Um, I want to say like home cooked food. It just, it just feels great. It, it, it's familiar. It's organic. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know that that's the best way I can describe it. So 
if I'm outside taking a walk and I have my phone with me, I'm going to turn you on. I want I want to listen to you. I want to hear your mm-hmm. voice. It sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. So just a way to escape and hear something refreshing. So thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. So keep it up. I'm proud mm-hmm. of you. I support uh, Black Girl Excellence. So mm-hmm. do your thing. Um, I think for me, the, the ones that stand out, and it kind of triggered a childhood memory. It's funny, but it's funny how certain things bring certain things back. And it was Vaseline. Yeah. Um, I remember you were talking about petroleum jelly and Vaseline. And I remember as a child, my mother would smother me with Vaseline <laughs> to make my joints and acne go away. And to this day, I hate Vaseline. I hate the smell of it. It turns me off. But looking back, that's what we had. That's what we used. We didn't mm-hmm. have the fancy lotions or whatever. It was Vaseline. And it just sort of brought me back home, back to a place that was familiar. So it's just funny how certain things just kind of trigger a memory. So that's one thing that kind of stood out for me. It's so funny that you say that because I too hate Vaseline, but <laughs> I love it at the same time. I can't really like shea butter because I'm allergic to it and it really destroys my life but Mm. um when you said that it made sense because it makes sense that you know that's all we had it was cheap and it gave us Mm -hmm. something about black people and looking shiny yep that's very (laughs) important for us and vaseline gave us that sheen that your mama your grandmama your auntie absolutely that sheen and i told you if if my godmother couldn't get no vaseline she was putting butter on it I don't really know because I was fat. And I have two friends that will always have Vaseline in their purse. My best friend, Crystal, and my very good friend, Mumbi, always had Vaseline on her. Okay? I hate Vaseline. It's disgusting. But at the same time, it's something about it that makes me feel good about about being a black woman, and I have to have it. I keep the little teeny in my purse. You know what it is? I think think it's a sense of pride. I think it's cultural pride and just being your best and and looking your best. And my mother was all about that. Being your best. You're you're black. That's the first thing they're going to look at. Be your best. Candice, what was your favorite episode? Let me guess. Episode 12. So, um, definitely the one I was on, obviously, but not because I was on it. I think it was because (laughs) I got to experience that with you. Um, Let me tell you something. Y'all trying to make me cry up in here. It's too much. I'm not doing this no more. Just kidding. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Um, I didn't know that. I didn't know you were creating the podcast, but I knew very early on that it was a thing. Um, and just see how much passion you had around episode one. Um, I know how much you love um, Black women. Um, I think you and I connected instantly. Um, nonetheless, I was just uh, very excited to be a part of this journey with you, and I definitely want to go back and listen to um, some of the episodes that people spoke about tonight, um, mm-hmm. just because I know they're, they're powerful. So thank you very much for doing what you're doing, and definitely including me, um, and keep, keep it up. I'm excited and to I see will, what you do next. I will t- thank you, and I will tell you that the episode that you were on is one of my most listened to episodes. It's up it's up the people eat that up like college, like black eyed peas on New Year's Eve. No, <laughs> yeah, just no chill. People love no chill. No chill. Um, Angel. 
Um, well, first, I want to say that one of the things I really enjoy about your podcast is how you use music with it. Um, you know, I'm a music addict. It's like one of the big things, one of the big things we share. Um, so for, I say, I listen to your playlist, by the way. Shout out to whoever listens to the Hand Me My Purse playlist because it's amazing. <laughs> so yes, I definitely check out your playlist because I'm always, always looking for music, like all the time. Like I'm looking for dope. Um, <laughs> one of the episodes I, I know I mentioned to you when, when I did this survey was the gratitude one because yeah. that one is, is just really big for me overall. Uh, aside from COVID, I've personally in the past year been hit with some health concerns that I've just been dealing with. And one of the things I just really try to do is just stay up, stay grateful. Um, it's always a music soundtrack. I feel like in the background for me, then I'm trying to keep myself going just on that front. So that episode was just like, and sometimes just some of the episodes in general, um, like somebody mentioned, I like your voice. Um, and just some of the topics are just nice, calming topics. So anyway, that was uh, one. And then, of course, the hilarity with you and Candace, um, because I've been online dating since 1998. <laughs> so I probably should have been on that episode. Yes, this was <laughs> hilarious to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, those are my, my favorites overall. Okay, Adero. And then, Mumbi, you're, 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 I'm going to close it with you. Or with me, but after Daryl, it would be you. Um, I will. I wouldn't say I have a favorite, but all of the episodes were my favorite. Because I didn't pay her to say that. Our families are brothers. I didn't pay her to say that <laughs> because they were so relatable on every account. Like, from, they really are. You know, dating to unhealthy relationships. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy just hearing you talk, you know, because of this pandemic, we haven't been able to see each other. So yeah, just, just being able to hear about the commentary of insecure and P Valley. It's always been like a good time. I, I listen to it at work and I'm just laugh, dying laughing, you know, to keep me up, you know, when I was working nights, it was great comedy, you know, Going on different emotional roller coasters, especially, um, like I said, I don't have a specific favorite episode. I like the smudging episode because we we talk about a lot of stuff, you know, about the smudging, the crystals, and being able to hear that episode and hearing more about it. I'm always learning about every learning on each episode, so it was great to hear Mm -hmm. everything and the different points of views of everybody. It was it was great. I really enjoy your podcast keep going girl you know i'm so proud of you girl <laughs> little soul sisters got it all together i'm gonna tell everybody about little soul sister okay so okay. when adara was three she went to a school called like marcus garvey charter preschool or something right? <laughs> <laughs> she had to recite this poem now she's three she's so small because she's a little person she's not very big she's three she's little she had on these little jeans and she had to recite this poem called little soul sister right (laughs) she came back to baltimore daryl's from california she came to baltimore to visit and her father my uncle was pimping her out to read this poem she he wanted her 
to say this poem to everybody. Daryl, tell everybody, go on, say the poem. She wants no, to- you know <laughs> No, say your poem, Daryl. And she was saying, and it was so cute. And she was like, little soul sister with the dirty blue jeans. She's the prettiest little girl who's on the scene. That's all I remember. <laughs> she, like, she's Queen Nefertiti and Cleopatra too. Uh, <laughs> And then, and then at the end, little soul sister. And at the little end, it said, soul sister. little soul sister. Little soul sister. <laughs> little soul sister's got it all together. And it was so cute. And so I have called her little soul sister ever since. And she will always be. But it was so it was so funny. And saying, I'm about to cry. No, I'm not. Like hearing, like especially like my younger cousins, like say, I mean, like my younger cousins, my little brothers, they think I'm really cool. I don't know why. Like, I don't really know why they think I'm cool. Cause I'm really not. But like hearing them say that, it, like it touches me in a different way. Right. Because it makes mm-hmm. me, well, here it comes. It makes me feel like <laughs> what I was, no, seriously. It makes me feel like I am doing what, I was put on the earth to do, which is to impact the generations after me. You know, right. why I do the work that I do with black girls in the hood, which is why I coach cheerleading. I don't know shit about cheerleading. Like, I don't care about cheerleading. I don't care, but I'm going to get these black girls together and we're going to color it and cheer and we're going to talk about self-love and we're going to talk about black pride and we're going to talk about going to college and we're going to talk about being strong and we're going to talk about loving on each other and how we need each other and how we need black men. I'm trying to build, build up my community. So hearing my younger cousins tell me like, oh, I like what you're doing and you're teaching me about crystals and you're teaching me how to do it makes me feel a different way and not from a place of ego, which is really easy to do, but from a place mm-hmm. of I am doing the work that I believe God has put me on the planet to do, which is to impact the generations after me. Your auntie. Not to be, I'm out here auntieing. I'm auntieing. <laughs> auntieing is snatching people's edges. <laughs> okay, so my favorite episode. Um, I had like every single episode was my favorite episode. Number one, mm-hmm. I loved your episode with Candace. It like it, it was one of those episodes where I'm driving in my car and I'm listening and I'm talking and I'm screaming to the radio and I'm like. I, I want to be there in the room with you all so that you could hear me give you my stories because y'all stories were so funny. Um, so I really, mm-hmm. really enjoyed that episode. I, I would also say that the Friendship Woes episode was, was a big one for me because you and I have been friends for over a couple of decades. And so it's been really interesting here, yeah, to kind of navigate the landscape of friendship with other people because we have like a harem of friends right you know there's other women that are involved in our groups of friendships and some of them you don't like and some of them I don't so there's just like a whole lot of things going on with our groups of friendships and so it was really great to to listen to that episode of where you're just comparing yourself to you know fictional characters on tv that are very similar to all of our personalities and all of our characteristics and you can kind of navigate 
our own relationships in that like weird landscape. But my very, very favorite episode was um, the the Mother's Day episode where you talked about your mom. Because we have been friends for over two decades and you have not really talked about your relationship with your mother, with your really good friends in the way, like you talk about your relationship with your mother, but you don't, you don't go particularly in depth. And I don't understand the complexities of your relationship with your mother, despite the fact that I've known you for as long as I have. And so listening to that episode, kind of, I was looking for that piece. I was looking for like that, that those, those things that I'm always kind of waiting for you to talk about and waiting for you to tell me that you never really do, that you kind of joke around or you navigate around or you just kind of like. And so that episode, every minute I was waiting for something to hear something that you don't tell me yourself. And I heard a little bit of it, but I would love to hear more. And so that episode really just did it for me. Like I was, I was all sold when I heard that episode because it told me who you were despite the fact that we've known each other for over two decades, it told me who you were. So. So I want to say to you, Mumbi, fuck you for making me cry. Right. I was about to say she's crying. (laughs) Fuck you twice. (laughs) I don't even know what to say to that. (laughs) So you have never really said that to me. And, um, I don't want to talk about it right now because clearly. <laughs> um, but that was very insightful. I, uh, and so it's my turn. I'm going to say this and I am going to cry and I'm okay with it because I am a cry baby. I will punch you in your fucking throat. I will kick you down a flight of steps, <laughs> but I am really a cry baby. And I have to say that listening to you guys like talk about it, talk about the show. Um, like, I know that people thought it was funny, you know, and I know that people thought or think that, you know, it's cool or whatever, but I never really thought about like, um, like touching like people's spirits, you know, mm-hmm. it's funny when you navigate through things and you do things and you think that, you know, um, you think that you know or that you understand like the impact that you're having. Like the girls that I work with, I understand the impact that I have on them. But I don't think about the impact that I'm going to have on grown people because like we're all on the same playing field. You know what I mean? Some of you guys are, you know, much more accomplished than I am as far as your careers and as far as your families and your relationships. But to hear you guys talk about, um, uh oh, it's coming. But to hear you guys, it's not because real G's don't cry in public. And I am not a real G. And I am not a real G. But to hear people um, say these things and people that I consider, whose words I consider important and um, worth something, because I can be a snob in the sense that I don't really care about what people say, you know, but I really care about what people say. 
or think about me, but I really don't give a fuck, but I really do give a fuck. Um, to hear you guys talk about um, what I'm doing in that way, like this was not what I planned for tonight to be in any way, shape or form. I thought we were just going to laugh. We was going to talk about our favorite episodes. We was going to laugh about Candace being really funny. We was going to laugh about P Valley. Somebody might say, <laughs> oh, Mother's Day was good. Oh, Lindsay's cute. She's funny. But I never really knew about, like, the other side. And um, I am, like, blown the fuck away because I never... Like, you don't think about yourself like that. You know what I mean? Not anybody who does think about themselves like that is an egomaniac. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I know that sometimes I might say some shit that's like, dang, all right. But I don't think that I have that kind of impact. It makes me look at what I'm doing from a different lens. And I hope that the, mm-hmm. the overthinker in me doesn't overprocess it and turn it into something that it doesn't need to be. But um, I really, really, appreciate um the things that you guys have said and it like i'm so deep in my own brain right now that i don't even know how to come out of it um but i will just it'll be easy for me to come out of it because i don't want to cry and i can just talk about my favorite episode my favorite episode (laughs) hands down i would have to say that my favorite episode to record i don't even know I've had a fucking, like, like Kenny said, like I had a good run. Like if I could be real honest with you, the mother's day episode for me was very cathartic. Um, Mm -hmm. because it was a way I'm very funny in how I move and that the, this is just me being vulnerable and transparent. I give people a lot of me. Mm -hmm. I give people a lot of me, a lot of me, me like here, take all of this, all of this. But the real me, like I tuck it away and only certain people get that. So the Mother's Day episode was a way for me to be really vulnerable and really transparent enough. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. Enough to where I was comfortable. Um, I enjoyed the episode with Gina, uh, the Juneteenth episode, because I learned a lot that I didn't know about Juneteenth. I didn't know about the strawberry soda thing. I learned that. Um, from doing that episode, an episode that a lot of people overlook that was really important to me was episode nine. I think my listeners had no idea how like major of an impact that show had on me. Right. But that's because I gave y'all a whole lot, but I just kept, I just kept some for myself. Another good show for me, I have to say was the show I did with Candace because when Candace is really like baby me with no filter, Candace is like, me when I was 25. Like she is wild. She says whatever she wants to say. And I love it because like it, it, it's very freeing for me. And like at the end of the day, the bitch is hilarious. Like, I don't care what she says about. She's not very funny. She's hilarious. And, um, I have to say hands down, my favorite episode was the episode that I did with my therapist. Because that lady has no idea the impact that she has had on my life. And it was a privilege for me to be able to share her with you guys. And for you to just bear witness to what I get to bear witness to every week. Mm. And um, 
I hope that it made people want to go to therapy because y'all need to go to therapy. I know so. <laughs> and yeah. y'all need to go. Okay. Um, but that, I think those were my favorites. Those were my favorites. What, what episode was the one I did where I did talk about Meg the Stallion? That was a good episode too. I can't pick because they, it's like talking about what your favorite moments, like I said, what your baby was like. I, I think know. that was the friendship woes episode. Because you, oh, you segued from, no? No, Friendship Woes was insecure, and Meg Thee Stallion didn't happen until way after that. Until way after, okay. Yeah. So I don't really know. Protect black women? To, yeah, it's all starting to run together for me, but, I, like, I have to say <laughs> that I really, like, I enjoy this. And so, like, people will never know, like, the sacrifices that I make, because I be up sometimes till 7 o'clock in the morning. Like, I don't sleep. Because I'm oh, like, wow. I stay up. I got it. Editing sucks. But like, I'm up and I don't sleep because I don't want to put out trash. Because like Reagan said, like I listen to some podcasts and I'm like, this is so whack. Like, I don't make it past like 10 minutes because it's whack. I don't like people's mm-hmm. voices. I don't like their content. And I mean, like, it's just not for me. You know, it's other people may like it. It's just not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't ever want to put out, I don't ever want to be like the ones I listen to. And I'm like, oh, that's bad. And I don't even know why I've stuck with it so long. Maybe it is my calling. Let me tell you something. The people that were on here tonight, if I ever become, stop, no. When she becomes a multimillionaire, I'm going to take y'all. Y'all going to go? Because I appreciate you guys. <laughs> I really appreciate you guys supporting me. So we ended our uh, discussion about the show with a toast. Uh, At this point, we were all pretty uh, tipsy. Some of us more tipsy than others, but somebody mustered up enough. uh, I don't even know what it is they mustered up, but whatever it is, they mustered up enough of it so that we could toast to hand me my purse in the first season And I love that we toasted to well wishes and looking forward to season two. I know I cannot wait to get started uh, brainstorming about season two and seeing what I come up with. So if you have any ideas or anything, feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram or send me an email at hello at handmemypurse.com. I would love to hear uh, some of your ideas. But here's our toast to season one of Hand Me My Purse, the podcast. Okay, everybody, did you drink all your stuff? I'm on the third glass. Right, right. Okay, everybody, raise your glass, even if it's empty. Everybody, raise your cup. You can up for three. Um, somebody said toast. I'll, you want me to say it? Cheers to Hand Me My Purse and another season and many more, and we can't wait to see what you bring to the table. I want to thank everybody for joining me this evening. We had a great time. Um, I learned a lot about uh, Hand Me My Purse that I did not know um, about how uh, my podcast can affect people and what people take from it take from what I share with the world. I'm very grateful. And this is a great way for me to usher in uh, the end of 2020 with a major spirit of gratitude, because you guys have really made like 
my year. Like you have. Um, somebody made me cry. I think it was Stupid Mumby. Um, <laughs> made me cry. She did. And I don't even have the words really to express like how I feel. I feel, ve- I do. I feel very full. Right. And I don't really know what it is that I'm full of. It's not shit. But I'm very full of <laughs> I don't know if it is um, love. It is love. I feel very full of love. I feel very full of gratitude. I feel very full of um, like pressure because now I'm like, what am I going to do for season two? Like, now what do I do? I also feel like the people that I shared space with this evening, these are my go-to people. Like these are the people that I go to when I'm not sure or when I need reassurance or when I need um, to know what I do next. So just expect that from me um, to call on you guys for that. Um, And I just want to say thank you and I appreciate you so much. And I am looking forward to season two. Um, I don't really know what season two is going to bring. but I will be looking to you guys to tell me what you want it to bring or what you think it should, what you think should be brought in. <laughs> yeah. It's already been brought in. It's already. Um, so thank you. I'm going to stop. <laughs> My cousin is in her bed and she's singing Frankie Harry. I mean, go, what's go. his name? Go, 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 go. Who's next? Go. Harry. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all I love you so much and hand me my purse loves you and thanks you big up big up (laughs) so friends and kin I decided that I was going to do the straight facts question with my guest from the Zoom call. And so the question is interesting because it was submitted actually by someone that I know. And uh, so we discussed it. It was very interesting. It was a lot of opinions and feedback and conversations about what the young lady should do and how she should feel. You know, you get a lot of people in the room, even if it's a proverbial room and you know it's a lot of thoughts behind uh certain things so it was pretty funny I want you to listen to it and I might actually make something around this question uh the let me ask y'all something post on Instagram because this is something that's really uh close to me or near and dear to my heart, loyalty and like uh, closeness of family and how family treats one another. Like that's really important to me. So listen to this question and check out what everybody had to say. Here's the question. (laughs) How should one feel? And this is from, Ooh, I can't say her real name because this is a, this is a real life situation. Somebody said, Um, I'm going to use my cousin's names. This is Christian from, Atlanta. How should one feel? My cousin, whom I am very close to, is getting married. Look at that. My cousin Jasmine's getting married, too. Um, It's not my (laughs) question, though, because I'm actually in the wedding. Um, She recently announced her bridal party. However, she asked me to be an honorary bridesmaid. She said I wouldn't be in, and she emphasized, in the wedding unless someone, for some reason, drops out. Yet I am currently assisting with the planning. What should I do? 
Okay, so let me go first because it's my show and I can do that. Let me explain something to you, sis. And you can give me an honorary degree, but what I'm not about to be is an honorary bridesmaid. You can kiss my whole booty, whole black butt. An honorary bridesmaid? If Jasmine would have asked me to be an honorary bridesmaid in her wedding, I would say, girl, keep that little pinchy. Um, you would have said yes, cousin, because I love you. No, I would not have. <laughs> That's where you got me left. Because I'd have been like, oh, definitely I would not in the audience, right. or I would have been like, I can just be a hostess. I'm not gonna be no honorary <laughs> bridesmaid. What is an honorary what bridesmaid? Is. Girl, I don't know. We didn't have those problems. No, I don't. I don't have them problems because all my cousins asked me to be in their weddings. Once again, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. But in 2022, you you on your way. You on your way. 2022 is going down. In 2022 is going down, and and write write it down in your calendar. I'm I'm not finna be nobody's um, honorary bridesmaid. No, just ask me to be a hostess. Because here's the shady thing. I know the young lady who sent this question in. There's no way that I am this close to you, and you ask me to be an honorary bridesmaid. Even if you thought that I couldn't afford it, because, you know, I tried to walk her through this, like, maybe, you know, it's your financial situation. You got a lot going on. Even if I couldn't afford it, pay for it. You don't ask me to be no honorary bridesmaid. That's disrespectful, I think. And then ask me to assist you in planning it. That's mad disrespect. And I take loyalty and like, I, I, I got a lot of trust issues and, you know, I'm working on some things in therapy. I just feel like that is a form of betrayal. And I feel like you should not do that. Anybody else want to weigh in? I think it's whack. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, sis. My thing is, does she have too many bridesmaids? And even if she did, where's the maid of honor, the matron of honor? Mm-hmm. So you're going to have the cousin fill in the blanks because you know the cousin is going to have your back and take care of everything, which you want your girlfriends to be the maid and matron of honor because what they fit in the dress that you want to wear. I mean, and she's a pretty, I don't even know if that's it. I don't know what it is because she's a very, like, she's gorgeous. She has a good heart. Like, and I'm not saying it like she is a mud duck and she's got a mud duck is an expression that they use in California for an ugly person. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's not a booger wolf. That's my favorite. <laughs> she is not a booger wolf. You know, she's tall. She would look good in a dress. She's very pretty. She has beautiful hair, beautiful eyebrows. Like, she would be a good bridesmaid to have. Like, why? So the only thing I can think of is maybe, like, financially there's an issue. But if it were my cousin and my cousin couldn't afford it, I'm paying for her to be my bridesmaid because it's, right. it's important for me for her to for her to be in my wedding. Maybe they're not as close as you think they are. Come on with it. Say it again, Randall. I said, maybe they're not as close as you think they are. Yeah, exactly. Because I was in your wedding and they listened. So here's the thing. Here's the, here's the scenario that maybe has to do with it. Kenny has 5011 groomsmen, right? There was a situation where in our party, I had a friend who we always discussed if I were to get married, of course she would be a bridesmaid. But when he made changes to his party, I went down the pecking order, right? I went down through my cousin. I, I and like the people who always supported the relationship, not necessarily just me, but like who's been a part of this relationship so that I know that I can count on them. They're our village. They're going to support this union. I didn't include her in the wedding. And one of the things that I did 
was I was looking because I was like, there wasn't enough people, right? We were trying, you know, it's about 12,000 of us as it is. And so I said, she was on the fence. She, she in communication with her, she had communicated a couple different times, like, oh, it's okay if you know you change your mind or you don't have a mini bridesmaid. She kind of put that energy out there. And so I didn't thinking that she would understand or because she spoke about this before it even became a thing. And she didn't RSVP to the wedding. She didn't respond. Nothing. Like there was. Oh, wow. She mad mad. Yeah. You know, but she was the only one in all the people who in like out of the eight or nine of us that have put that energy out there. Like I would be fine if I didn't. I mean, I know you said what you said, but it was like, she really, she couldn't walk that walk. And there's other things that come up, but. And she had that conversation with her though. Don't acknowledge what they put out there. And so we have to have, we have to have a conversation because I'm like, you, you clearly feel some type of way and I didn't do it to slight you. I had to make a decision and it seemed like the easier decision because you projected that you were fine with that. You know, so sometimes it's just some of those nonverbal things or maybe it's verbal, but like this Also, another thing I think that people have to understand and not in the situation where the person who wrote in, like, I think when I get married, I just, I want one bridesmaid or one person. Right. I need people in the audience to take pictures. for people. And I was like, well, you, the question was like, well, if they're not a bridesmaid, what are they? And it the best answer. And I think that's something to live by. And they're like, I guess. Come on. That's it. So for my, for, for the issue with the young lady you're speaking of, like, like you said, there's a pecking order. I'm totally okay if you would have told me, like, you know, not I don't want you to be in my wedding, but, like, I have my bridal party. It's set. You know, I want you to be in the audience. I'd have been like, okay, I ain't got to buy no $200 dress. It's good. Um, I'd have been like, damn, Jasmine. But I'd have been okay. Trust me. People also have to understand that there is a pecking order, right? And so I think that people have to understand if you're going to have, like, your family in your wedding and they're not, like, distant relatives, like, you got to kind of fall in line. Because this is kind of my blood. Yeah, and I don't know, like, different people have different relationships with their families. I do understand that, because mm-hmm. I'm looking at Angel's face, and she like, whatever. But I do recognize <laughs> that, like, if there is a blood relative and you are close with them, like, I can't, like, if I decided to have my cousins in my wedding, and I had a friend, like, sorry, but all of them halfers that I'm related to are going to take up right. spaces. Because those are my blood relatives. But mm-hmm. I, for when I get married, I want to give them a break. Like, we just been in each other's weddings and stuff. Like, just sit in the audience. All of y'all can scatter around, get different angles of me, because I might be crying, but on one side, I might look good. Just get your cameras out and take pictures <laughs> of me. I don't, I don't need no break. Give I don't get okay. tired. Okay, you're going to be... Okay. I don't get tired. Yeah. Okay. Just calm down, okay? So, I feel like maybe... The communication, maybe the wording, maybe, I don't know, because maybe it is a situation like um, Jasmine said, as far as the numbers or something. Like, maybe, don't just come at me talking about you want me to be an honorary bridesmaid. If there's truly a situation as far as numbers or familial situation or you're trying to fit everybody that you really want to be there, but you don't have a spot for everybody you want to be there. Say that, but don't call me no honorary bridesmaid. Don't call me no honorary bridesmaid. Just say you want me to be hostess or just say, can you give out flower petals or something? Don't ask me to be no honorary bridesmaid. It's whack. Don't do it. 
because after your wedding, we're done. And I'm really bad. I'm really bad with cutting people off. If you don't believe me, ask the people in my family how I cut people off. And I don't care how close you are to me. You could be my mom and my daddy. I didn't even know honorary bridesmaid was a thing. What does that even mean? What does that mean, honorary bridesmaid? I guess your listener's friend was trying to have a genuine intention, but I feel like it was so much of a force. Just like, you know what? Just just keep it. I don't even want it no more. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If you or a Darrow or Christian got married, I'm not going to say Jasmine because I'm already in her wedding. And I think she knows that if she did this, that she would be Dunsville. If you told me that I was an honorary bridesmaid, let me tell you about how you would then become my honorary cousin. Mic drop. Be my honorary cousin. Don't call me when no shit jump off. Don't call me if you don't know what to do. Call one of them hoes that was in your wind. Okay? Don't do me. Don't. Wow. I think the most disrespectful part of that is that her cousin had the audacity to ask her to still help with the wedding. That's right. The, that's the disrespectful that's the part. part for me. That's that's what the that's honor the is. She face. she wants you to have the honor of doing some damn work for her. Doing the right work. <laughs> yeah. That's what you say something about Alicia. Alicia is a supreme auntie. That's what the problem is. She wants you to have the honor of doing some damn work for her. That's, <laughs> that's a real situation. No, I'm an honorary bridesmaid, but you don't want to, you want me to do some work, but you want me to, no. Mm-mm. God bless. So friends and kin, today's We Got to Do Better is from a book that I've read from before. And it is a book that one of my guests tonight uh, wrote. And her name is Reagan Mathis. And the book is called The Book of Tiny Prayers. And it is the book I mentioned it during our conversation. And of course, I will link in the show notes where you can order this book. But it is an amazing journal. Uh, It's very it's unlike anything I've ever seen before. And I highly suggest that you find a way to obtain a copy of it because just the wording is just uh, it's beautifully constructed and beautifully put together. Um, Today, I'm reading from page 39 and it the title is Creativity and Makers. It says we need to create. We need to be makers. Our ancestors were makers. They spun life out of nothing when the air was too heavy. We owe it to our spirits and to the generations to come to make. Create to move the heartbreak. Create to be one with God. Create to discover more of yourself. Create to see more of the world. Create to find the missing pieces of yourself. Blessed be the makers and creators of the world, for they shall inherit Zion. I pray your creative spirit thrives. Friends and kin, the first thing I want to do, as I have done all season, is thank God, because that is what we do here at Hand Me My Purse, the podcast. I want to thank my family, my friends, my supporters, and of course, you guys out there listening, because truthfully, without you, I would be just a girl talking into a microphone and talking to people and nobody would be listening to her. But because of you and your support and 
you listening, Hand Me My Purse has been listened to and downloaded in 57 countries in 540 different cities all across the world. And to know that my voice has touched that many people and touched that many places really fills me up with joy and it truly inspires me to do my best and to do my best, not just for me, but for you guys as well. And the truth is, like I said, I could have never done it without you guys. I appreciate you. I love you. And I cannot wait until the next time we get to do this again. When will that be, Mimi? Well, I never leave y'all high and dry. And while I will be taking a break for the holidays with releasing new full episodes of Hand Me My Purse, you can look forward to me dropping some mini episodes, tons of amazing content for the holidays on my Instagram page, possibly starting a Facebook group. And if you're interested in joining the Facebook group, I highly suggest you follow me on Instagram because that is where all of the hot action is. I'm going to be preparing for the launch of my website, going live on Instagram whenever I feel like it, uh, and even some lost recordings that have never before been heard, that never really made it to the episodes. And that's not even everything that I have up my sleeve. There just may be a holiday giveaway. I said maybe. I haven't figured it out yet. But just stay tuned. And if you follow me on Instagram, which I will tell you how to do soon, as in in the next 60 seconds, you will stay abreast on all updates. I will return with full new episodes in the new year on January 15th. You can expect a new episode from me so that we can get right for the new year. I declare and decree that in 2021, we will have an amazing year. It has to be like there's no other way. I'm speaking into existence that 2021 will be a year of immense joy for all of us. Now, hold up before you exit out of whatever streaming service you are using to listen to this. I want you to stop. Now, go click subscribe or follow if it's possible. And then I want you to get on over to Instagram and follow me at hand me my purse underscore podcast. You can also follow me on Twitter at HMMP underscore podcast and on Facebook. Just search for Hand Me My Purse, the podcast. Facebook and Instagram are doing a weird thing where uh, my Instagram content is not filtering, filtering, excuse me, directly to my Facebook um, page for Hand Me My Purse. So if you follow me on Instagram or Twitter, you'll be able to get all of the updates. If you listen on Apple Podcasts or any other medium that allows you to do so, please, 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 one more please, please take two minutes to rate and review the show. I want to hear what you have to say. If you were not able to be a part of the recap show, tell me in a review. I love you for it. As usual, show notes are available at handmemypurse.buzzsprout.com and my opening and closing music, all music, with the exception of the uh, jam cover, was provided by Gloomy Tunes. Please continue to submit your questions for the Straight Facts segment for season two, as well as photos, stories, and quotes from your aunties for me to highlight them during the holiday break. And send them to hello at handmemypurse.com or send me a DM on Instagram. As I said, I will return with new full episodes in the new year. Again, on January 15th, you can expect a new, a brand spanking new episode from me. 
so that we can just get right. We're going to get right. We're going to bring in this year right. And we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions or, you know, goals for the new year, but not in a traditional corny way. It'll have a little bit of a spin on it. Again, I want to say thank you so much. You will never know how much it means to me that you take the time out of your life to listen to what I have to say. I appreciate you. I can't wait for season two. And until then, take care of yourselves. Go back and listen to episodes all over again. I know I will. And I will see you in the new year or better yet. I will see you on social media. I will see you on Instagram so that we can continue to build this hand me my purse Navy or nation. I haven't figured out what I'm going to call my tribe yet. I don't know. I don't want to steal Navy. Well, it's not stealing Navy. You know what? Y'all take care. I'm going to see y'all in a little bit. I'll see you on Instagram. I'll see you in the new year. I love y'all. Peace. You already know your girl is going to have you covered on your podcast streaming services such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. These are for my international friends and kin and anywhere else you may even think that you can find it. Or you can just go straight to my Buzzsprout website and find it there. I look forward to you looking forward to listening. And I'm out this bitch. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.